one of the hardest things I've gone through as an adult is continuing to tie our, you know, my identity to this thing. And then you realize that now that that thing is done, like, oh shit, I've got to get up and look in the mirror. And I was just, I got nothing to talk about. I, I was just fucking tired. And I had never really expressed. If you ask anyone, hey, do you know Chase? The word that comes up is probably not tired. This is It's Okay That You're Not Okay, and I'm your host, Megan Devine. Have you ever felt something, some feeling, and then immediately disqualified yourself from feeling it? Like you don't have the right to feel what you're feeling because your life is objectively pretty good? This week on the show, award-winning photographer and co-founder of Creative Live, Chase Jarvis, in a two-part conversation on creativity and the grief involved in getting exactly what you want and whether you're allowed to feel that way. Settle in, everybody. All of that coming up right after this first break. This is Amy Brown from Four Things with Amy Brown. Today, Healthier is happening at CVS Health in more ways than you've ever seen. It's wellness destinations for seniors, including select locations with Oak Street Health and CVS Pharmacy. It's doctors, nurses, pharmacists, and everyone in between offering quality care and support virtually, in person, and on the phone. It's in-home evaluations through Signify Health and meeting mental health needs through Aetna. And those are just a few of the ways that Healthier is happening. To see more, visit cvshealth.com slash healthier happens together. CVS Pharmacy, Oak Street Health, CVS Specialty, Signify Health, and Aetna are part of CVS Health. Eligibility and services vary by location and individual. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of. A degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year, equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at lifelock.com slash iHeart. That's lifelock.com slash iHeart to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. Before we get started, one quick note. While we cover a lot of emotional, relational territory in our time here together, this show is not a substitute for skilled support with a licensed mental health provider or for professional supervision related to your work. Hey friends. So on the surface, this week's guest might seem like a really strange choice for this podcast. I'm not going to lie, when a friend suggested that I invite Chase Jarvis onto the show, I was like, I'm sure he's lovely, but why why would I have him? 
<laughs> there are so many ways to describe what Chase has done. He's an award-winning photographer. He's the co-founder of Creative Live, the world's largest live streaming education company. And he's the author of a book called Creative Calling. And Creative Live was recently acquired by Fiverr. And acquired here is sort of code for sold for a lot of money. So Chase knows not only about creativity and how important it is to our lives and our well-being, he also knows what it's like to have really big dreams come true, to feel that success that you've worked for for such a long time, like, arrive. Now, you know something really big that we don't talk about very often? The grief involved in getting exactly what you want. I've been talking about this topic a lot lately. It was, okay, here's how it started. I was giving a keynote earlier this year and I was listing like a long list of things that you can grieve because I was talking about the everyday grief that we don't call grief. So in this long list of things that you can grieve, like your childhood home being turned into condos, missing out on milestones during the pandemic, the grief of getting you what you want and sort of on and on and on. At the end of the keynote, the comment box was flooded with questions and all of the questions were some variation of what do you mean the grief of getting what you want? Please say more. <laughs> like it was this almost like throwaway statement I made in this long list, but that was the thing that people really latched onto. Please say more. This conversation with Chase Jarvis is my please say more. It is a deep, F-bomb-laden, insights unfolding in real-time conversation about creativity, identity, success, and yes, grief. Chase Jarvis is a very successful man. He's also kind and thoughtful and actively exploring his own ideas of himself. Now, if you've heard Chase speak before, this is a very different kind of conversation than he usually gets to have. Now, content notes. First of all, <laughs> it will become apparent very, very quickly. There's a lot of swearing in this episode. You've got two people who tend to be kind of sweary in their regular lives and you put them together and you get a show with a lot of swearing. <laughs> okay, that out of the way. A little definition here too. You're gonna hear Chase talk about small C creative and big C creative, which is an interesting distinction. So many people say they aren't creative as if creativity, the big C that Chase is talking about in today's episode, creativity is this rarefied thing that only belongs to artists and artists in air quotes here. But what if all the little daily moments of like choosing an outfit and making a meal, what if we saw those acts as acts of creation or creativity, which is the small C creativity that Chase is talking about in the show today. So more about that in the episode. Don't worry about it, but I wanted you to have a little, a little like, what are they talking about moment here. So let's get into it and be sure to tune in again this week for a special bonus episode with even more personal storytelling from the, he very much belongs on this show, Chase Jarvis. All right. So I described all of your accolades in my introduction so that I didn't make you have to sit through it. But Thank you, you yeah, you're, you, <laughs> you are very, you are very welcome. Now you and I have friends in common and we spent a lot of time talking about our, our mutual friend. And I wanna say that on the surface, you might seem like an odd guest for this show. Mm. But one of the things that I learned as I was preparing for our conversation was how much you enjoy demystifying things yes and i feel like that is my favorite thing in the whole world so you've made a life of making the invisible visible does that feel like an accurate description for you the, just stop stop no keep coming with this stuff <laughs> this makes me feel good someone's i feel seen excellent i find what i think as i look and this is like an awareness that has evolved and is a realization that I am a curious person and I have wanted to know things or learn things or pursue things or even become aware enough to decide whether to pursue something or not. And what I realized is that by turning sort of that research or that process inside out or by sharing it in either real time or almost real time, that 
I was able to build connections with other people and some very, very, very close, some, you know, parasocial. And I got a lot of value out of that. And I realized, you know, that sort of the, the, the world is a thing, right? And you poke it and it can like respond. And I, you know, in sharing my process, excavating and deconstructing the world around me to decide what it is I, I wanted to do or in areas of interest that I sometimes got a quite a, a powerful resonance with a community of other people, of like-minded folks, and sometimes not, sometimes the opposite of me, but I found both really valuable. I read somewhere that you said that you've made a career in awareness. Oh, don't let my wife hear you say that. <laughs> She's an actual awareness teacher, like a meditation. Yeah, she'd be like, she studied mm, with Ram Das and all yeah. the fucking people. And <laughs> she would question my level of awareness. Okay. All no, right. no, not really. I think I find that th at the end of the day, that is really all we have is our attention. And so to learn how to direct it is not just a skill, but perhaps the most valuable skill that we will know. And it involves, what is it, you know, Ram Das says, we're all just walking one another home. Mm -hmm. Like it's very much a journey inward. And that journey, I just had this great conversation with Amanda Crew, the actor, uh, she's in Silicon Valley. She had a couple, a bunch of different things. And and we were talking about, you know, sort of two mountains in life. The first one is the one you climb that everyone else tells you to climb. And then you get there and you're like, oh, and then there's the second one, which is sort of realizing that you have to go, you know, make and climb your own mountain or that's, that's one analogy, or again, you're coming home to yourself. And for me, I'm on that sort of second mountain and it is realizing that I'm by strengthening my ability to direct my attention to where I want it. And sometimes that's an allowing is so valuable. And I think that's where the best stuff in life is. Yeah. In sort of that dissolution and awareness. I mean, I, I think I have a, I, I was going with awareness less in the Ram Dass committed practice thing and more that curiosity that yeah. you were speaking of. Yeah, I think that's that's also a fair extrapolation. Yeah. Yeah, I th I think we can re reframe that and not worry about, you know, okay. whether or not we can define you as having made a career in awareness. We can go back and and change that quote and say I've made a <laughs> career in curiosity and and oh, so so <laughs> That's what I'm here for. I'm here to reframe you in a positive light, should you ever need it. Thank you. Should yeah. you ever need it, um, you're speaking to PR people. <laughs> you Let fuck up, we'll them. figure it out for you. Yeah. No. Well, I mean, I, I think I, we joke about this, but this is one of the reasons that I find you and what you've created interesting is this curiosity and take things apart and what's another way to look at this and can we find things that help us understand or explore the world that we create yeah foundationally i and i came through a long and sort of awkward bumbling road the way many of us have to find out that for me this the power that we have that we are basically creating machines human beings are and whether you're listening to this right now and you identify as someone who's creative or a creator or you're like hey man i just you know i i don't think the government looks fondly on creative accounting so and i'm an accountant therefore i'm not creative so wherever you put yourself on that spectrum i have come to believe and i would say no that that's one of the things that separates us from all the other species on our planet is that we are wildly creative we have the ability to put two things that used to not go together together in interesting and really valuable ways and i wrote about this in a book called creative calling and there's a couple things like if you realize that we're all creative and then if you can just go with me for a second here if you're dubious but and that creativity is a muscle it's sort of a, a habit more than it is a skill. And if you use that in small, regular, lightweight ways on a daily basis, that you can you can develop your creative acumen. And once you realize that the same things that you make on a small daily basis, whether you're you know writing or making a meal for your family or whatever way that you look at creativity with a small c, that is that's the exact same muscle that we use creating small daily lightweight ways with the capital C creativity that we have with this one precious life. It's the same muscle, just a different skill. And so go back to young me realizing, you know, as a kid who was, you know, bound for professional soccer, 
And when I decided not to do that, I was like, cool, then I'll go to medical school. I did all the medical school shit and all of this because other people wanted me to do it. And then, you know, through some miracle epiphany, realized that that's the path that I didn't want to go on. And, and again, I only realized that through my own sort of awkward, crappy, bumbling experience. But my whole life changed when I looked at it as I am sort of the designer and the creator of the life, it's, it began to resonate and such be, then thus began a very long journey to develop that muscle that I spoke about. And here on my second mountain that I was just sharing, I got, we got analogies fucking on analogies. You, here. It's going yeah, crazy. I'm with but, you. Yeah. I think life has continued to get more interesting. And to, when you realize that we are the creators of our own experience, I found it valuable. And that's ultimately, I feel like, the creative journey that I'm I'm on and that I'm, you know, trying to bring as many people will listen along with me is I find it fun and valuable. Hmm. What's the goal of the creative process then for you? I think it's very, what is this? Is it Socrates or Aristotle? It's sort of know thyself. We are surrounded by people, our parents, our friends, our career counselors, aunts, uncles, grandparents, peers, competitors, we're surrounded by people, let's just say most of whom are well-intentioned, that are constantly telling us things, telling us about what is or the way the world is or the way the world ought to be or what we ought to be. And so it's no wonder that we're largely confused when we move out into the world, right? We're like, okay, cool. Well, you know, my parents are saying I need to get a job and here's what a job looks like. It's got to be one of these 10 things. And my, you know, there's just all these competing ideas. And Part of the difficulty is you're close to many of those people. Those people mean very well, but they can't actually define those things for you. And so we are in a world where we are very conditioned and we are told how the world is or how it ought to be. And yet it's only through our personal experience and us you know, moving through the world that we can find out what's actually true for us. And then there's this realization that the things that you were told, and when you have done the work and gone inward, that th those things are actually different Then there's this reconciliation. So for me, the creative process is all about this process of what I would say is creating ourselves. People say, oh yeah. And then he found success, like in a fucking find success. You know, it's not something I, st I stumbled or I just, uh, I, I had built a company and grew it and it was acquired not too long ago and they call you a founder. I didn't fucking find anything. You know, I built it, I created it. And so you start to realize that, cool, you take all these inputs, then it's up to you to actually put together through some crazy form of alchemy, who you want to be or become in the world. That's when sort of the second, the second journey, I like to think of it when it starts. So that's the rec that's the rationale for the creative process. That's, that's why I think it's valuable to know about it, to believe in it. And it's not a stretch when you think about, you know, you can create whatever you want for dinner tonight, whether it's, you know, pasta or assuming um, if, if you're listening to the show, you have the means and I will acknowledge that not everyone has that. But uh, if you're listening to the show, then you do. And, you know, then extrapolate that all to the, to the nth degree. And you realize that, wow, one, precious life. What are we going to do? Mm. So it sounds like for you, the creative process, exploring your own crea creativity was a was and is a way for you to listen to yourself. Yeah. To know myself. I'm wary of listening because mm. when we listen, it's usually to words. And I don't always trust the words that we say to ourselves. They are the most important words in the world, by the way, are the ones we say to ourselves. But learning to not necessarily buy in. And what I do buy into is sort of the feelings. And this, again, sort of body scan awareness, what am I feeling versus like, you know, again, the, the words, if you played out loud, the words that 90% of people who are out there in the world are saying to themselves, you're like, oh, that is a tape I do not want to hear, which is a, a huge opportunity for growth, you know, personally, culturally, whatnot. But I think when you said listen, it was sort of a metaphorical mm. listen, right? It's yes, sort of correct. An, an awareness. You know what this makes me think of, though, is you know when when little kids are in elementary school and they start drawing, and the the teacher says draw a house, and everybody draws the same house, right? Like it's yeah. because we we have learned 
what the creative process expects, what yeah. the output should be, and what a house looks like. I was having this conversation with somebody the other day. I don't know how we got on the subject, but when I was in kindergarten, my original kindergarten teacher sent home a note with me to my parents that, you know, Megan has a problem. She refuses to color the ladybug red and refuses to color in the lines. And thank everything from my parents in that moment. They were like, huh? New teacher, right. please. Right? right? But this this idea that as creative beings, small c, bigger c, that mm -hmm. there is an acceptable expression of the creative process. So I love that you brought that out, that like, I usually say that the creative process is call and response with yourself, right? Like listening to yourself yep. and how much weeding we have to go through to find what what we're actually saying to ourselves versus what we think we're supposed to paint or draw or write or make for dinner or any of these things. Like there is an expectation of what what's, the creative what's really process confusing looks like. is the people who are telling us those things are people that we care deeply about. We yeah. value their opinion. They're thoughtful and very, you know, heartfelt people. Usually some of them are wankers, but some yes. of them are assholes. Mm -hmm. <laughs> some of them, you know, are people who have, you know, who have malintent, but for the most part you're like, Oh, cool. My mom who thinks this about me and loves me and whatever, thinks I should do X and grandma says Y yeah. and my career counselor are really like they're awesome person. They, you know, and these careers are very easy sort of, you know, stand up for this conversation, but it can be any number of things. Like when we were getting all this, what I'm calling conditioning, it's no wonder that the hardest thing to do is to become aware of your own personal voice and your own intuition and, you know, start to think and act and decide and behave for yourself first. Like that's mm -hmm. a very difficult process when all of these inputs are, you know, telling you something different. Yeah. The second guessing and the second guessing and the second guessing, and maybe I shouldn't trust myself or what I want or, you know, all of these things. Now I want to, I want to dive into one aspect of the creative process and okay. art that is my personal annoyance thing. <laughs> uh, people, people who have listened to me for a long time know that I, I rant about this a lot, but there is this thing that happens with the creative process that if you are going through something difficult or challenging or even just confusing in your own life, like you're supposed to make art out of it, right? That if you take your pain and you turn it into art, you have somehow transformed it, that that is the, the reason why we have bad things so that you can make something beautiful out of them. And this makes me so angry. It makes me really angry for the people who might want to creatively engage with their own lives, mm -hmm. right? Because there's this focus on like, do this thing and you're going to feel better. But also like, it's so rude to creation itself, right? Like, yeah. why do you take this tool of self-liberation and self-exploration and curiosity and force it into that? transformative narrative that all bad things happen so that you can make good art from them. Can we discuss? I'm happy to just, yeah, to agree with you that that's a shitty way of thinking about it and we can move on. <laughs> I'm with you. I think that's, <laughs> I said it all. You did. Again, creativity. If you look at that, it's like, that is so fundamental to the human experience that we have to allow permission to do what we do with the things that we do them with without a formula without a contract yeah it just seems too prescriptive you know yeah. the ability that this or the the rationale that if x therefore y you know, and this that is so often said as you as you mentioned with the grief trauma that that's the the function that it serves and it's not going to be that for everybody and it's not going to always <laughs> result in great art sometimes it just needs to just be very, very personal and you need to move on. Yeah. So it is a little bit like this. High, the, I, there's a couple of ideas around creativity that I really struggle with. One, the concept of the the starving artist. I think that is just a toxic, horrible myth from, you know, I think it's from La Boheme. You know, it really does go back to that, the theatrical, like it, it served a purpose at a, in a, a time to cultivate a specific narrative and we've just latched onto that and it's very very untrue others uh, others are that creativity requires you to change a bunch of things about yourself you have to move to paris and wear the beret and smoke the cigarette and <laughs> you know all this this is like you don't have to do 
anything different. It's really just start to realize that you are in the driver's seat and the things that you are interested in being or becoming, they're free for you to choose. And only by taking action and making small, you know, daily changes in how we think and how we act, that that's the only way that anything ever gets done. So you're either willing to do that or you aren't. I would love to think that we should all be willing to engage in this creative process, seeing it as such, defining it as such. That's why making dinner actually matters. Deciding which direction you're going to drive home actually matters. Instead of doing the same thing all the time, deciding what music you're going to listen to, which is going to put you in some particular, like these are all choices that we have in life. And you don't have to always choose everything. Sometimes that's fucking exhausting, but that you are in that position that you have autonomy is a very, very powerful feeling, especially when you start to keep promises with yourself. That's where confidence comes from. Confidence is not some external thing. It is a skill, but it is a skill that is developed through making promises to yourself and then keeping them. And to me, this this is like, all this is very, very, very intertwined with creativity and our, the the role that we play on the in this on this planet and this is why if you're an accountant I made that joke about creative accounting earlier which was clearly not very funny no one laughed but like that you every single person listening here has a little reactor of of like a lifetime supply what Maya Angelou says creativity is the only you know it's something a special resource the more you have the more you use the more you have and I think thinking of it in that term is incredibly powerful and even if you're an accountant and that why your profession may be one thing your life can be anything that you decide and and it starts to make life interesting i feel like when you look at your own agency and you look at your own ability to make choices and you look at the conditioning you start to you can question some of that stuff through you know through grief and trauma and all these different experiences that we've had you can you know do this dark night of the soul the journey but at the end of the day if you can just reapply your energy to making the life that you want in this world, that is so, to me, it's so refreshing. This is Amy Brown from Four Things with Amy Brown. Today, Healthier is happening at CVS Health in more ways than you've ever seen. It's wellness destinations for seniors, including select locations with Oak Street Health and CVS Pharmacy. It's doctors, nurses, pharmacists, and everyone in between offering quality care and support virtually, in person, and on the phone. It's in-home evaluations through Signify Health and meeting mental health needs through Aetna. And those are just a few of the ways that Healthier is happening. To see more, visit cvshealth.com slash healthier happens together. CVS Pharmacy, Oak Street Health, CVS Specialty, Signify Health, and Aetna are part of CVS Health. Eligibility and services vary by location and individual. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles, ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee visit rightrug.com that's r-i-t-e-r-u-g.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you 24-month financing is available with approved credit for 90 years we've been right here right now right rug flooring Chase and I talked for a long time getting ready for the show, and I answered a lot of questions about grief. Before we get back to that conversation, I want to tell you about a way that you can ask me questions about grief, no matter what kind of grief you're carrying. 
Once a month, I host a live Q&A on Patreon. It's time to talk with me directly, get your questions answered, and listen in to the answers of other people who have good questions. It's a really sweet group, and we would love to have you. All of the information is at patreon.com backslash Megan Devine, or you can find the link in the show notes. And if you would rather talk to me privately, there's an option for that too. The link to apply for individual sessions is in the show notes. Okay, back to my conversation with Creative Live founder, Chase Jarvis. I love the idea of paying attention to your life as a creative act, right? And that, that we don't need to silo big C creativity, like, oh, I'm not artistic, I'm not creative, right? If we take out that transactional narrative of what the creative process is, quote unquote, for, and instead sort of shift to the way that you're talking about it, which is like, this is a relationship with yourself and with this world that you create in ways that are changing. The, the One of the worst stories that we can tell ourselves is, is that I am, you know, fill in the blank. You know, the, the, these identity words are so powerful and who you were yesterday like has almost no bearing on who you can be tomorrow. And yet we say, oh, I always get angry when, or I'm like these, this conditioning, these patterns are so difficult. And right now I'm hoping that someone who's listening is going, oh shit, that's who I am. I just close off when things get tough or that's like, that is a set of stories that you were telling yourself that may have been true yesterday, but it doesn't have to be true right now. When you start to realize that, that's this sort of, you know, it comes back to this, no, we can create a new narrative for ourselves. We can become the person that our dog thinks we are, or we can become the person that we want to be by simply behaving in the way that that person would behave. And that's not betraying yourself at all. That's actually recognizing and deciding to make a change, which is your prerogative. You know, if creativity is what differentiates us from all the other species, and if your life is our greatest creative act, like, fuck, make it a masterpiece. You know what I think as you're talking about this? I mean, there's a reason why you're like, you're an in-demand teacher and an in-demand speaker is like, yes, I feel like I can conquer the world just listening to you. And I also, because of the nature of my work and because of the focus that I keep in this world on my own, like invisible, making things, making things visible. It's like life isn't always like a rah-rah, I got this no. event. And, and I know that you yeah. know this sure. very well. And, and this is where we sort of intersect with like, you know, people who have listened to me for a long time, like, what is this person? He's great, but what is he doing here? What is he doing on your show? What exactly. are you doing here with conversations with interesting people about difficult things and, and exploring really challenging periods in life? And one of the reasons that you're here is because like I I have been an artist. I have been a creative person, small C, big C, like my whole life. And I know how that has changed for me at different periods yeah. in the good times, in the hideous times, in the in the other times. And one of the things that I would love to talk about with you if if you're willing to go there is like, do you think there's room for a discussion of grief and loss inherent in building a successful career and in guiding other people to start looking at their own lives in different ways. Absolutely essential, absolutely core. It's the human experience. That's part of the beauty of being human is that it can be very non-linear and when you know you can both be happy and sad or you know you can be angry at someone and love them. Like it's complex. First of all, we radically overgeneralize so many, you know, in so many ways culturally even those two very basic examples like that you can be you can love someone and be angry at them at the same time and you know by extension the creative process it's literally only through living a life that you can start to understand who you want to be or become you know so you're you're immune to nothing you have no choice but to go through it and it's in the going through and it's in the you know know thyself that we become aware of what it is that we want to create and notice like grief 
and trauma and th we're these are not things that we can avoid in fact you know this is the very fabric of the human experience it seems to me that you can't possibly avoid it i just had this amazing conversation as i mentioned with amanda who uh, amanda crew as uh for an episode of my own podcast and we were talking about exactly this like what role does that part of our human experience play and who we become. And I can't think of a person <laughs> who hasn't gone through that and come out the other side, a different person. And it, to me, that's again, this uh, many seasons of our lives, a, an orange tree does not continuously create oranges. There is a winter that winter is serves a function. I will give a personal example. I recently had a, co a company that I've been building. I was founder and the CEO for on and off for 12 years, had that company acquired by a large public company. As an entrepreneur, that's the shit, right? You, you have an idea, you raise a ton of dough, you get 10 million people using the thing, and then it's acquired by a big public company. You do the cycle, rah, rah. I'm telling you the, the high from that, after 12 years of doing it, the high was like maybe six or eight days. And then you're like, oh shit, now what? I was, okay, cool. I'm gonna give myself some time to rest, a couple weeks, take a vacation, and then I'm just gonna get right back to being me. Oh my God, I just got finished with like six months of, I cannot say it was the dark night of the soul. I, I actually, it wasn't that dark. And still, probably the one of the hardest things I've gone through as an adult is continuing to tie our, you know, my identity to this thing. And then you realize that now that that thing is done, like, oh shit, I've got to get up and look in the mirror. And oh, I was just, I got nothing to talk about. I, I was just fucking tired. And I had never really expressed. If you ask anyone, hey, do you know Chase? The word that comes up is probably not tired. So there was this radical disconnect you know, and I start to question, oh shit, now who am I, and is that it? Am I done now? I'm done, I'm entering middle age and now I'm like, just gonna fucking play tennis? Like, what do I do now? It was a very difficult process. And yet here I am some nine months through this process and just starting to like, I'm dreaming again. I'm having ideas. I have energy in a way that I hadn't had energy for a long time. It's just, that's scary stuff. And this is a, a mild example relative to say some serious trauma or the loss of someone who is very, very close to us that we love or, and yet we cannot avoid this. This is part of the human condition. Yeah, this is why this podcast is here. This is why I have these conversations, right? Because there is, there's so much grief in daily life. Right. And we think about grief as like it's just what happens when somebody you care about dies. Right. Like, yes. And there is a much bigger experience of grief out here that we just don't we don't call it that. I love talking about losses inside success. Yeah. Right. Because it's so easy to look at you, Chase, and be like, OK, like, you know, super prolific and creative and sold creative live and sold fiber and like all of this real success and we don't have those conversations about how sometimes like sometimes being successful is just shit oh i'm going to confess something so i'm i'm writing my next book and i was in this process of writing you know coming through this six months as i mentioned and it's really been longer than that, but the company was acquired. And first of all, I had to drop a lot of things. I used to have my hands in a bunch of different stuff and I had to get really serious and very focused about Creative Live and come back and rejoin the company as its CEO and make a bunch of changes and raise up new money. And basically the company was, was going in a way that myself and the board didn't want it to go. I had to come back, make a bunch of changes, hardest work I've ever done as an adult. And then the company was acquired and then I had to do some, you know, basically a process of making sure it's successful inside the company that bought it. So that's another, it was like, basically I kind of said, okay, cool. I'll give you guys a year to do, to do this. And then, so there's sort of like two letdowns. Okay, cool. Now it's been acquired. And then 
like, oh gosh, okay, now I just have to go back to work with this new boss. And then there's the process of, okay, now cool, I'm done, done. And now I get to go. Now that's the part I talked about, you know, resting and being tired. And I'm like, I'm on the other side of this right now. And I'm trying to write about it as a part of my new book. And the narrative, it's just, it's so trashy. I can't wait for you to just throw rocks at this because it's so awkward. And so it, I'm trying to write about the process of sort of bend to the mountaintop, cold and fucking windy up there. It's not all cracked up to be, skip the mountaintop. Don't chase court of success, chase fulfillment. If our first human incarnation was like, okay, we need to survive. Well, we figured out the survival part. You know, we beat the saber-toothed tigers on the horizon. We made, we can, we got food, so we got survival check. And then the next one was industrialization and and success. We got to chase success. And then once you check the success box, and you realize, oh shit, success was actually really dangerous and hard, and uh, and it was not the right you know end goal. So the end goal should be fulfillment. And by writing this process down and saying, no, no, skip the success part, just go straight for the fulfillment. I, I basically see a line of fucking people saying, oh, uh, skip the success part. Well, hold my beer. I'm actually going to go try that and I'll let you know. It just sounded horrible and privileged. I couldn't find, I was aware of that. And I still could not find a way to navigate the don't chase the success paradigm. So what I'm wrestling with right now, and I just literally scrapped like 50,000 words of a book trying to get that home and I just couldn't land the plane, but it's left me with like, cool. So what do we do? What is it that we are pursuing? You know, success was a pretty easy thing. You just put it up there and you say, define what it looks like. And, you know, you might tweak the definition to yourself, but that's, you know, whether it's, you know, the size of your family or the size of your bank account or, you know, where you live or that you can provide for yourself, whatever the, you know, and then just go after that. And that's clearly not it. Mm. So what is it? I'm aware that we have to live in some sort of relationship with ourselves and us deciding what that relationship looks like is a very difficult, long process. I don't even actually encouraging trying to shortcut it, but at the end of the day, you have to wake up and look at yourself in the mirror. You have to wake up and feel what it feels like to be in your body. There's this, you know, whether it's radical acceptance or the art of becoming comfortable in your own skin is a profound art. It's alchemy, actually. It's not only art. There's a little bit of science in there. You have to get up and move your body, for example. You have to feed yourself the right fuel. But this is a difficult task. And I think we don't talk about this because it's very abstract, right? That's the reason you have a very successful show around it. And you've written, you know, incredibly detailed and, you know, at length on the topics because it's fucking complex. Being human is not easy. I want to bring something back here. Like, sure. I love what you just shared. And you started off by saying this is grief and then didn't come back to grief. So how how do we understand what you are processing through right now and what, what this is like for you? Like where, I'm not disagreeing with you because I, I actually, I totally hear the grief in there, but I, I want to hear, this is sort of like real time unfolding here. Like there is a grieving process happening here. It's very easy to look at, to, to point to grief in the, let's just take the case of we lose someone who's very close to us. Mm -hmm. It's very easy to point at that. You're grieving. It hurts to lose someone who's very special to you. Again, part of this being a complex topic is that's not, it's not a stretch. You can, it's, it's easy to point at that. But, you know, as soon as I talk about this idea of, okay, my identity was tied up in this thing that I was building and then the thing is no longer mine. And then I wonder like, oh shit, who am I? What am I without this thing or this list of shit? Or he's, you know, six foot tall and weighs 195 pounds, whatever the, like, what are these list of attributes? And so to me, this like defining this as grief to someone who may be in, in the middle of the dark night of the soul right now, they're like, yeah, bud, have a nice day. It sounds like you got things pretty buttoned up, but I guess that's part of the reason my you know, decision to be on your show was this is actually hard yeah. and I don't have a word for it. I mean, you're, you're the grief expert. I'm the person who's trying to figure it out that why did it, why did it feel hard? Why did it feel empty? Take uh, some actor who is rich and 
talented and especially good looking. And, and then when they go on a talk show and tell you how rough they've got it, it's like, meh, I don't know. I'll trade you is what I hear out there in the world. And so I'm not comparing myself to that, but ultimately there's definitely grief in the process of, you know, for that, that the experience that that person's having. And I don't know the right, I don't have the right language to define the experience of sort of re redefining or setting a new course. Or this is when I said I was tired, it was really like, it's terrified. I'm afraid. Am I done? Do I have, do I have no more ideas? Cause right now I just want to sleep in. I want to you know, <laughs> go on walks. I just want to just like not have to be somewhere at someone else's on someone else's schedule. I don't have to be standing in front of people. I don't want to have to be doing podcasts. I don't want to have to, I mean, you and I've talked about this off camera, right? Like the, the, the burden that we saddle ourselves with, you know, it, it's someone else's absolutely the best thing that could ever happen to them. So that we don't have language for this outside of the traditional lanes for grief in the worlds that I operate, maybe in, in the world where you operate, where this is, is full of nuance. But I, I think that's what I'm interested in exploring with you is it feels like grief to me. <laughs> mm-hmm. It sounds like grief to me. Yeah. This is Amy Brown from Four Things with Amy Brown. Today, Healthier is happening at CVS Health in more ways than you've ever seen. It's wellness destinations for seniors, including select locations with Oak Street Health and CVS Pharmacy. It's doctors, nurses, pharmacists, and everyone in between offering quality care and support virtually, in person, and on the phone. It's in-home evaluations through Signify Health and meeting mental health needs through Aetna. And those are just a few of the ways that Healthier is happening. To see more, visit cvshealth.com slash healthier happens together. CVS Pharmacy, Oak Street Health, CVS Specialty, Signify Health, and Aetna are part of CVS Health. Eligibility and services vary by location and individual. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. Each week, I leave you with some questions to carry with you until we meet again. But this is just part one of my conversation with Chase Jarvis, and we have got a lot more territory to cover before we get to those questions. I love that we kind of ended on a cliffhanger, right? Like, how dare you have feelings? (laughs) Next up, we're going to continue our conversation with Chase Jarvis about compassion in grief, questioning your role in the world, the luxury of being in pain, and how his near-death experience of being caught in an avalanche is somehow both a life-defining moment and the one thing he tried really hard to never think about again. Now be sure to subscribe to the show on your favorite platform so you don't miss part two and you don't miss any of this season's excellent guests. If you want to tell me how today's show felt for you or you have thoughts on what we covered, let me know. Tag at Refuge in Grief on all the social platforms so I can hear how this conversation affected you. 
Follow the show at It's OK Pod on TikTok and Refuge and Grief everywhere else to see video clips from the conversation. And use the hashtag It's OK Pod on all platforms so not only I can find you, but others can too. None of us are entirely okay, and it's time we start talking about that together. Yeah? It's okay that you're not okay. You're in good company. That's it for this week, everybody. Remember to subscribe to the show and leave a review. Your reviews help make this show easier to find, which furthers our mission of getting more people to have interesting conversations about difficult things. The other benefit of leaving a review, your reviews are really special to me, and I read every single one of them. Want more on these topics? Look, grief is everywhere. As my dad says, daily life is full of everyday grief that we don't call grief. Learning how to talk about all of that and learning how to listen for it are important skills for everybody. Get help to have those conversations with trainings, professional resources, and my best-selling book, It's Okay That You're Not Okay, plus the guided journal for grief at megandevine.co. It's Okay That You're Not Okay, the podcast is written and produced by me, Megan Devine. Executive producer is Amy Brown, co-produced by Elizabeth Fazio, logistical and social media support from Micah, post-production and editing by the ever-patient Houston Tilly, music provided by Wavecrush, and background noise today provided by the endless drone of background helicopters. Hey guys, back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck yeah! And some waves, so we could go surfing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> ah, love that! A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in! Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it! Um, tenor girl go shopping. Yeah, baby! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. This is Amy Brown from Four Things with Amy Brown. Today, Healthier is happening at CVS Health in more ways than you've ever seen. It's wellness destinations for seniors, including select locations with Oak Street Health and CVS Pharmacy. It's doctors, nurses, pharmacists, and everyone in between offering quality care and support virtually, in person, and on the phone. It's in-home evaluations through Signify Health and meeting mental health needs through Aetna. And those are just a few of the ways that Healthier is happening. To see more, visit cvshealth.com slash healthierhappenstogether. CVS Pharmacy, Oak Street Health, CVS Specialty, Signify Health, and Aetna are part of CVS Health. Eligibility and services vary by location and individual. Are you feeling overwhelmed by anxiety, struggling to find restful sleep, or plagued by a restless inability to focus? It's time to break free from the chains of mental health challenges and discover a path to healthy living. Welcome to Amen University, founded by renowned psychiatrist and brain health expert, Dr. Daniel Amen. Dr. Amen, alongside a team of esteemed doctors and experts in their fields, understands the struggles you're facing and are here to offer solutions. From debilitating anxiety to sleepless nights filled with worry, our courses are meticulously crafted to target these specific challenges head on. Join us on a journey of transformation led by Dr. Amen and a roster of top-tier professionals. Say goodbye to the constant battle with your mind and embrace a future filled with hope and possibility. Visit our website today to explore our courses and start your journey towards a brighter tomorrow. Use code BRAIN10 and get 10% off. That's code BRAIN10 and get 10% off your first purchase. Amen University, because your mental health matters.